what's up y'all oh my god okay so uh we're back again this is falcon winter podcast this is the carefree black nerd podcast covering the mcu show falcon and winter soldier things are heating up uh this is episode five truth Mm, I don't know. I don't know, man. So a lot of stuff is going on. I took some notes. <laughs> I rewatched a few times. I spent my work day watching this. So if my uh, supervisor watching, turn around. So this episode, Truth, is more than likely based off of this mini series or this limited series, Truth, Red, White, and Black. This is the seven issue limited series that tells Isaiah Bradley's story, his origin story. So if you have a chance to, please go and pick that up. <sighs> okay, so where do we begin? Okay, so non-spoiler type stuff. When you're listening to this episode, when you're watching this live, watching on repeat, listening after the fact or whatever, use that hashtag FWPod. Let me know you're out there listening. Let me know you're out there watching. Let me know. Just let me know. I, okay, so full disclosure, life has been kind of hectic, work and all that other good stuff and studying. And so I didn't have as much time to sit with this episode as I have with others. But man, oh man, was this something else. So this episode picks up right after the events of the end of episode four. We follow John as he walks into... I don't know, maybe just an abandoned warehouse or whatever, wherever they are. Um, and he's dealing with what he just did. Uh, spoiler alert, he just killed a man. Now, some places online are saying he decapitated the guy. Others are saying he just killed him. I don't think he decapitated him. I mean, there was a, it was never explicitly said in the episode. They just mentioned how he killed that guy. Um, I don't like him. So if I'm going to take a couple steps back and revisit this last episode. So I was kind of all over the place, I feel like, with my thoughts and feelings about the show. Um, I did feel like because Lamar was murdered, however, accidentally still was murdered. Um, I was like, okay, yeah, John, you justify, you know, go get them, go whoop some ass. Now, again, you have to be held to a different standard. You want to follow in the footsteps of Captain America, and yet you can't follow in the footsteps of Captain America for like for this to be someone who you've looked up to. This you're in this position to carry on their legacy. You're doing a piss poor job, and I get getting a job or getting a position and it being a little bit more overwhelming than what you thought. But man, oh man, I have no sympathy for this guy. Uh, my sympathy extends as far as watching your best friend be murdered. After that, it's like, mm, but I get it. That's another thing I, I do like about this show is that Russell is really doing a good job being hated. Like he is not half-assing it. Everything he's doing is pissing me off. <laughs> the choices the actor is making is pretty good. Like, this man is doing what needs to be done to make everybody upset. Along with the script and everything, I feel like he's fulfilling his purpose. He's doing a really good job as an actor. But the character, John Walker, 
ain't got nothing for him, man. I ain't got nothing for him. Uh, because one, you've gone off and you you took that super soldier serum. So even if we're gonna be upset and think, okay, you're vindicated, how could they have killed Lamar? You had a vial of that serum. You could have easily shared that with Lamar. Lamar told you outright without any hesitation when you asked if you had the opportunity to take this serum, would you? Your answer was a, his answer was immediate yes. Heck yeah, I would. And uh, you know, so you're just as responsible for his death knowing that you didn't inject yourself with this poison that we don't even know what it is, what it's capable of for one, because it's not the same serum from Steve. Well, I, I don't believe it's the same serum that Steve had. Um, So the fight with John was very good. I was like very anxious watching it. I was very upset. I felt like Falcon and Winter Soldier did not fight to the best of their ability. They were not on each other, helping each other as quickly as they should have. And I'm not sure if that's just to show how well trained and how powerful um, how powerful uh, John Walker was, but I was like, oh, y'all, y'all pissing me off. I'm yelling at the screen, Sam do this and, you know, Bucky do this and do that. So the, the one scene that really had me like clutching pearls was when John took the shield and he was straddling Sam and he brought that thing out like he was about to end Sam's life, which I'm sure he had every intention on doing so. That was a bit much for me. I was not here for that at all. So, <laughs> oh, that, that, that fight was very intense. And I like how kind of delusional Walker was. Because when he, <laughs> we get him, we get his reaction, we get him kind of breathing and coming too. And then when he sees Bucky and Sam, he's like, yeah, you guys might want to get looked at. You got some bruises there. And it's like, you you think this is a house call? You think this we we here to you know buy ice cream or something? Like you just killed someone and pretty much on national TV, like all of these phones streaming this murder. What are you doing? So he does all that, they get the fight, and his his response was something like, So that's what this is about. You're here to take this shield. And like you are obsessed. And when we look at a scene that happens later when he gets his trial or kind of sort of trial, I wonder if is he, I don't know. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a psychiatrist. I don't know how to diagnose this man, but there's something going on with John and that shield. Like it's, I know the idea of being Captain America is like a big deal. Um, it's been stressful for him. It's allowed him some privileges that he probably wouldn't have had otherwise, but there's something twisted about his connection with it. Even before he took the serum, he was like Homelander from, uh, the boys, but him yelling at Sam and Bucky, like I am Captain America. It's like, Whoa, man, you there is, and that's why I say all credit to the actor because there is this this shift going on with him that I don't know much about US Agent. I said in a previous episode that I'm deliberately staying away from any history about US Agent in the comics because I don't want it to interfere with what I am um, seeing on the show. Once the show is over and done with, then I'll revisit US Agent and see like what his history is and whatnot. But there is there is a change happening. 
with John that is very, very dark. And I, I like it. I like it because I, I like the idea that he may be maybe not the next big bad, but he could be a very powerful adversary in the future. Um, I don't know that other people, I'm still unclear as to who all knows that he took the serum. Of course, Bucky and Sam, and then we get a cameo in a few scenes from now, and that person knows. But I'm like, who else knows? Because it doesn't feel like the American government knows that he is now a super soldier. Right after that, we get a scene of the government rounding up all of the people who were um, who were helping out the Flag Smashers, which something that really is pissing me off about Marvel is it's, <laughs> I've said it before, Flag Smashers. There's no you're not there's how are you what how can you make these people the villain? How? By making them blow up this building, which to me that felt very much out of character. If this entire time they have been stealing uh, vaccines and food and aid to help other people who did not disappear during the blip, why all of a sudden when they start blowing up buildings and stuff? And even with that being something that they they've done that you've wrote into their story, which makes no sense to me, even with that, I'm still not upset at it. Like all the shit. That look at Sokovia. Look at. All of the mess that y'all made, the Avengers on their own have made. I'm not about to be upset at the Flag Smashers, but let me digress. Y'all already know this is Team Flag Smasher over here, Flag Smasher headquarters. <laughs> uh, so they round up all those people and they, you know, pretty much put them in camps or whatever. Now, Torres, I like him. We get him. Him and Sam have a conversation after everything that happened. And he's like, hey, uh, you know, what's going on? What happened? Sam, there's this difference in 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 uh attitude there's different than body language sam is defeated he has a lot on his mind he's thinking about carly thinking about having a whoop on john because he broke john's arm during that fight so all of this but taurus is this like bubbly happy dude and i'm really hoping that we get more of him in the coming phases and stories and whatever with the mcu i hope we get more of him because i like this dude he's happy um He's he has a very sunny disposition, and I hope we don't get to the point where he's like gets that beaten out of him where he's no longer happy anymore. I, I don't I don't want to see any of that. So we get I mean he keep asking Sam about your wings. What happened to your wings? Well, in this fight with John, John pretty much ripped them off like he was a baby bird or something. And uh I don't know if Sam didn't respond because he was sad. I don't know if it's because he felt hurt, if he felt embarrassed. I don't know what it was, but Sam never answered him. But he was like, hey, man, you can keep the wings. I don't need them. He goes back to America. The trial or the sort of trial, I don't know what this was. I know there's an official name for it, but this, like, sentencing of John for the things that he did. They parade out his black or racially ambiguous wife. She's there um, as window dressing. Like, she didn't have to be there. She served no purpose. Um one thing, it's like they were sentencing John, telling him, like, we're stripping you of this, we're stripping you of that. You no longer have this. Because of your decorated history, we are allowing you to do, you know, go about gracefully without locking you up. John says, you know, let me speak. You know, this is what happened. I want to explain what happened. This is what's going on. And they're, like, shutting him down. This panel of, like, older, I guess, U.S. officers. 
And the one thing he said, which I agree with, was like, you told me what to do. You built me. You gave me these keys to this castle. I'm doing the things you wanted me to do. And I can't even explain myself. And like, this ain't no explanation, fam. None of that. You here to do what we say do. But now that you did, we said do. We finna strip you of what we gave you. And he's like, man, you made me this way. Like, all my life I've been taking orders. I've been doing this. I've been doing that. And I, I don't have sympathy for him. That's not it. But I understand what he's saying. Like, y'all built me into being this person that I am. Um, I'd be interested to know what goes into being Captain America. Like, what went into them, one, selecting him, and then him accepting, and then his road from, like, regular life to being Captain America. Because I'm like, this man, there's something off about him even before the serum and though this is a position that you are taking gladly supposedly is this something that you're able to is it something that you're mentally able to take over like what is your like what can possibly prepare you for this steve was one of, of a kind in the sense that he was the first captain america he was the captain america that everybody knew for a hundred something years or so that's not like a position like president where you get elected and then you go into this space and you have all these people that came before you like this is a uncharted ground that you're that you're chartering so uh yeah his outburst i'm like i get it you know y'all made me into this person and yet now that i do what you want me to do <laughs> Now you stripping me all my stuff. So I'm assuming he ain't got no health insurance or nothing. But whatever. So he goes outside, talks with his wife, and then Elaine Bennis. Elaine Bennis shows up and she says her name is Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. Fonte I don't know. I don't know this lady. I didn't look her up either. So if you guys know, um, send me a message. You know, uh, hit me up on Twitter, Carefree Blurred. Use the hashtag FWPod and let me know. I'm going to eventually look her up, but a lot of these characters, I just want to consume them via what MCU is giving us. Um, she might not even be a pre-existing character. Let me know if she is and um, if you have any insight, any issues of hers that I could probably read in the appearances. But Elaine Bennis, Elaine Bennis, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Man, like I grew up watching Seinfeld, so when I saw her and I also watched Veep and New Adventures of Old Christine, so all of that seeing her on screen, I was like, damn, they they ain't playing. And the character she's playing here seems to be in the same kind of comical vein, but she's clearly a I won't say clearly a villain because we've been to Madripoor, so maybe she's like this morally gray opportunist, but she pretty much tells him, like, hey. You ain't got to give back the shield. That's a gray area. It doesn't belong to the government. Um, I know that you took that serum. There are people who know this as well, and we could use you. We would uh, very much uh, like to employ your services, for lack of a better term. She uh, told him, look, don't nobody care that you killed that man. They're grateful that you They wouldn't want you to kill everybody. But it's the fact that, you know, suits and ties, red tape and optics and whatnot. And I wasn't expecting her or anyone like her. I was really expecting for John to sulk, be upset, and for him to run off either in this series or in another space in the, of the MCU, become US agent and just be whooping ass. Be this like vigilante who was not as um, morally black and white. He was more or less like, I'm gonna break you back to, you know, a Punisher type. That's what I assumed. Well, 
She talks to him, puts the bug in his ear, hands him a car, which is empty. It's like black on one side, white on the other. I think it maybe has some like invisible ink or something. Maybe I'm thinking too deep, but like, why would you give somebody a business card with no writing on it? Ah, I don't know. I don't know. Move on to Zemo. So Bucky, I'm not really a fan of Bucky. Like I like him, but a lot of his actions really been kind of suspect. There was a conversation last week about hating the Dormelage because they took his arm off and that was like disabling someone, which is like, but you're disabling him with the tech that we gave you as this nation of Wakanda. Also, you can have a regular prosthesis. It's not like they've impacted his, but whatever, I digress. So he pops up at Zemo at the uh, Sokovian monument. No, um, what's the name for it? The Sokovian memorial. And Zemo got some nice ass jackets. I you up. I don't really care for him, but he got some nice, he got a little bit of style. So uh, him and Bucky go through this whole, will they, won't they, I'm going to kill you, but you're going to kill me. Bucky pull, shoots a gun at his head with no bullets, and he throws the bullets on the ground to show him, I, you know, this is, I'm a better person now, or whatever. I don't know. My issue with Bucky is still, you took Zemo out of this prison, even if you thought it was for all the right reasons. Fine. But you took Zemo out of this prison knowing good and well the people who put in time, energy, and resources into you to cure you of your um, your mind control, to help you get your physical self back, and to get you on your way as a now fully whole person, he killed their king, and yet you still was like, well, I need him for this mission. There's no other way you could have went about getting this information. Like, even going to see Zima was a bit much, but, like, I would much rather you go see him, try to get some information, and leave. You break him out. <laughs> like, if that ain't a slap in the face, and then when the Wakandas, the Dora Milaje, show up to demand that you give him up because he rightfully belongs to them, his ass belongs to them, you're like, oh, no, I can't you know, I can't do that. He's mean. So and then they, they give you leniency. I was like, hey, I'm going to give you eight hours. It, it's just like, and every time we turn around, it's, oh, the Wakandas, they're finna come get you. They're about to come get you, Zemo. What are you, it's like your responsibility. You should have handed this man over ASAP. Like, you should have reached out to them or something. I just, I'm not a fan of the way Bucky has handled this. And there's not been one apology that he's given to the Wakandans, to the Dormelage, not even to another black person who was just standing next to him. I mean, he apologized to Sam later, but I don't, I don't care about that. They co-workers. You did all of this, and of course you handed him over to them, but like, at what cost? We've already had to show our ass as Wakandans to get you to understand we ain't playing around with something you should have known already. So I don't, I don't care about that. Bucky gonna have to do a whole lot to get on my good side again. <laughs> so that's that. So next up, we get Sam going to Isaiah's house. I like that we got Eli still. I really cannot wait to see him and whatever else they're going to do, whatever um, Young Avenger champion mashup, what, if that's what they're going to do, whatever. I'm just, I'm excited to see him again. I forget the actor's name, forgive me. Uh, but he rolls up to Sam like, hey, where you going? He's <laughs> like, I'm going to see your granddaddy. He's like, all right, he in the back. I'll be back there. Like, don't, don't 
fuck around. So I wonder if Eli already has this super soldier serum in his blood as well. Um, I'm wondering how they're going to um, attack that storyline. Is it going to be a blood transfusion from your granddaddy? Has it already happened? Or was it just, you know, biologically by being his grandson, you have this ability or are you, or, or are they going to show him getting it later on? Or I'm just, that's something that I've been um, kind of been on the back of my mind since we first were introduced to Eli and Isaiah in here. <laughs> so, uh, so that's kind of where I am. This is where the episode got a little, I don't want to say weird, but it, it I, I felt a certain way. So we have Sam in the backyard talking to Isaiah. He's bringing Isaiah to shield. Isaiah's like, I don't want that. Don't unwrap this shit. I don't want it. I don't need it. Keep it. And Sam is, I don't know what is going on. I, I don't, I don't, I mean, I know the idea that there has been a black super soldier for decades that no one knew about. I get that. I get that like frustration. And I even get wanting to know his story and what's going on with him. But what I don't get is this conversation with him and Isaiah where he pretty much calling Isaiah a bitter, a bitter old man. And it's not as aggressive like F you get out of here. It is a, I think, an honest conversation between the two. But Sam has really pissed me off, man, because how are you a black man from the South in America of a certain age? Because let's face it, Sam is at least the character is at least 34, 35 in America having seen all the stuff you've seen and you are going to question Isaiah or act as if he is somehow out of line or out of pocket for his line of thinking. Um, he says, you know, they jailed me. What I made in my Twitter header. What did he say? Cause it really messed me up. Uh, Isaiah's talking to Sam and he's like, man, you, ta -ta -ta -ta, you want to, believe jail was my fault because you got that white man's shield which is like how much clearer can you put it that's the thesis that's the that's everything about this episode and about this series sam's like well steve didn't put you in jail this and that and i'm thinking like man steve may not have physically put this man in jail but if steve was able to go all be captain america super soldier it up get stuck in a block of ice defrosted and brought out later and save the world go to different dimensions and shit while this man rotted in jail for 30 years they both have the same abnormality for lack of a better term and yet you don't see the difference there as a black man from louisiana you don't see the difference there additionally even if Steve didn't put him in there himself, he's part of the, he's a cog in the larger machine that put Isaiah in jail. We shouldn't have to go through history of Tuskegee experiments and slavery and every other black traumatic event that's happened at the hands of the U.S. government for you to understand that, yeah, he might be talking about fuck Steve, but oh, that's your friend. So all of a sudden, oh man, no, Steve didn't put you in jail. That's what you choose to focus on. Bro, I don't know what's going on with this Sam character, but a lot of times I like him. And then there have been other times where I'm like, who's writing him? Um, we, are, we don't exist in a vacuum. We're all different. Black people are not a monolith. We're not all the same. But God damn, do you like, it would be different if this was just a privileged guy from some wealthy suburb in Louisiana where you've had money all your life. We 
established that you have no money. You've had to fight with the um, with the bank and still ain't got no money. Your sister is telling you about this damn boat that you're trying to keep your family. You have no funds. For the last decade, you've been whooping the ass and risking your life. And you have nothing to show for it uh, monetarily that could help your family. And yet you're really going to sit and tell this man, Steve didn't put you in jail. That's what you take it from all of this. We know Steve didn't put him in jail. But if we're both super soldiers, one's black, one's white, and a black one end up in jail for what trying to save his fellow black look. Everybody, get this, read this. True. Even though Isaiah kind of ran down what actually happened in the book throughout the conversation with Sam, I still think it's worth it's worth a read. Uh Sam is silly as hell to me. That's 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 my personal hot take. Sam is, I don't know. He's he's pissing me off. He's pissing me off. So uh, the supporters are round up. So I want to get to this. I I don't know if I mentioned this on the show, but this is a thought that I've had since she popped up. I think Sharon is the power broker. I thought that. Um, I know she does the art dealing thing, and I know she's created a life in. <clears throat> Madripoor, but when I saw her, and if I haven't said this on the show, I'm so pissed because I wish I had of, but I think I did. In any mystery or any like crime show, whatever, you want to have your red herrings, you want to have the audience thinking this one person when it's actually this person, the person you least suspect. I think Sharon is the power broker. If she is not, I think she is because I want to say it's a man, but I don't think we've heard his voice. Um, I know there was a letter that one of the Flag Smashers read to Carly. Was it a voicemail? Dang. So much has happened, y'all. But honestly, I think that Sharon is the uh, power broker. Because like, that would be a great cliffhanger for the series. You know, something to give us for this last episode. Uh, I think she is. We get a brief little maybe not even a minute long scene of her on the phone talking about, oh, I can get you what you want. And then they show her paintings, which cool. Uh, but maybe like the super soldier serum is like, I don't know, injected into the paintings or something. I think she the power broker. Cause yeah, you could, you could sell them paintings, but everybody don't care about paintings. Some people care about war and weapons and power. So yeah, that's my hot take. I think she the power broker. What else I got here? <laughs> Uh, 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 Sam and Isaiah, Sam spend so Sam spending time with his nephews. I would have liked to see more of that this season. Uh, I understand why we have it, we had other things to tackle, but I do like seeing Sam with his nephews. Uh, I like this boat storyline, this is very interesting. I'm not from Louisiana, I've been on a boat, I have family members who own boats, but I've Boat life is not part of my upbringing. So this is interesting. Sam and Sarah are talking and she's like, hey, you're going to let what Isaiah Bradley said get to you. Isaiah, she said Isaiah Bradley like 400 times this episode. But she uh, she gave her sons some snacks or like a lunch or something. It was like, hey, give it to so-and-so and so-and-so. And she mentions, hey. These young boys, they daddy, he don't wake up to 12 noon. I'm assuming maybe he's an alcoholic or maybe he's depressed. She's like, well, they need to eat and they too scared to ask for food. He's like, yeah, you know, you just like mama. Mama used to do this for the neighborhood. Hmm. We want to keep this boat. Let's call in some favors. And 
I mean, it was cute. I liked it, but I'm like, why we didn't do this before? Like, if, it, if you know your mama and your daddy then took care of this city and all these people owe them favors, not even really that, but like, if you know Jimmy John from down the street is good with like engines, why haven't we called him earlier? Ain't even got to be about money. Like, if we know he can help fix his boat. But, I mean, whatever. I can get over that. I did like the city coming together storyline of like, hey, man, you need to call him the favor. We got to keep this family uh, business together. I still don't know what they do. Is that a is that a crawfish boat? Is that a boat where they <laughs> go and get like crawfish and, and seafood to sell? I don't I'm not familiar. If you guys know, let me know. Use the hashtag FW pod. Uh, but yeah, they go and decide, hey, we're going to call in these favors. We're going to get mom and pop's boat up and running. We're going to get things back to how they were before. I do like Sam's arc of kind of figuring out what's important and what's not. You've been across the world and back, different dimensions, snapped away, came back poor, didn't ain't stopped moving since you touched down. And the one thing that you should have done is like been spending time with your family. You hadn't done that. So I did really like this episode. Um, Bucky shows up. And he has a gift for Sam because he did call in one other favor from the Wakandans. We don't get to see what that is, but I can imagine what it is. And there's this whole, like the the show goes from like this action adventure show to like this lifetime movie original. <laughs> it's just like a man and his white friend get together and go back to his hometown and see you just can't leave home again. Like it's just so, it's silly. I like it. You even get the moments where like Sam is flirting with Sarah and she's kind of flirting back. And it's like, man, what are y'all doing? What are y'all doing? Are we, is this a thing? We know he like black women. What is this? So <laughs> um, we get that. And Bucky and Sam spend some time fixing up the boat, hanging out with the kids, doing a buddy thing. We get the scene with John and Lamar's family. So on the one hand, I'm like, Lamar knew what he was getting into. You know, he was a uh, soldier. Then he became your right hand super soldier, you know, whatever. And it's unfortunate that he's dead. I really, I was like, uh, I, I get it. I wish he could have stayed on longer. He was an interesting character. I liked him. And um, I think this show, it, he, I, I would have liked to have seen him exist further on in the MCU. And I don't like that. I get the arc we're getting with John and I, and I can appreciate it, but I just don't like the fact that Lamar had to die for that. Cause it's like, I don't know. Y'all know I'm pro black over here. I'm like, damn, did Lamar have to die? Could you not have like put him in a coma, like the soap operas or something? (laughs) I don't know. But um, to kind of bring it back full circle with John talking to Lamar's family, his mother, father, and I'm assuming his sister or, Cause it didn't, the girl didn't give me like wife vibes. She gave me like, I'm a sibling. I don't know, but he's talking to them and the mom's like, man, Lamar used to always talk about you and you became Captain America. And he was just so happy to serve on your side and this and that. And it's, I'm like, I, I don't care, but cool. Uh, John says to Lamar's parents, 
that he killed this man. And they're like, is that the man that killed my son? And he's like, yeah, he is. And he was like, oh, I don't know if I could really be mad at John for that. I mean, I can be, but I think I would have said the same thing because at the very least, you're giving them, the family, some closure, but you're also making yourself be like this hero that you're not. You are a murderer. And maybe it just wouldn't have hit as the same if you had told him he was not the murderer, but he was a person in their camp who did do murders. I don't know. But I don't know, man. He's like, oh, if you guys need anything, you can call me anytime. You know, if you need someone to talk to, uh, call me. Satisfaction guarantee. <laughs> uh Yes, yeah, so I, I don't know. Like, I'm kind of on the fence with some of John's actions, mainly because I'm like, man, I don't know that I would have been any different, but I don't think I would have killed <laughs> Like, I don't know. I'm just waiting for there to be some type of camera footage that nobody knew about in that room to show that the man who John killed was not the man who killed Lamar. And also, Lamar was killed in the line of duty. Like, it's unfortunate, but this is what you signed up for. Just because you escaped dying, you know, overseas, fighting whatever war, doing whatever, don't mean that you can't, I don't know, I don't know. Let me know what y'all think. Do you feel like John did the right thing by lying to Lamar's family and telling them that the man he killed on TV (laughs) is the man who killed their son? Or should he have gone and explained a little bit further? Or, you know... Is he wrong or is he right? Y'all let me know. So we get the rest of the the end part of the Lifetime uh, Sunday feel-good film with John and, I'm sorry, with Sam and Bucky or Bucket, Buckethead ass, um, talking. They got the shield. Sam doing parkour in his fleece. And they get this, like, buddy-buddy conversation. It's like, hey, man, you know, I'm I felt like, well, no, let me not reduce it to that. I think that this was a really good scene. I think that Bucky expressing to Sam and out loud that the shield and and Steve's black book are like the closest thing you have to family is important. Um, I'm not even going to get into my thoughts of him and the Wakandas because I'm like, oh, that's kind of a slap in the face. But I get it. You're like 106 years old. Steve was the last person who you knew who was from your same time period. And however privileged of a white man you are, you still are an anomaly. You're a person in this space who is a man out of time, but in all kind of the worst ways. Like when you were brainwashed, you have no family, no connections to anyone. You didn't even have a kid before you, like back in the early 1900s, where you could have had ancestors now. Like you're literally on your own. And so I, I empathize there. And he said, man, if I feel like with somebody else having a shield, like this is my last piece of family. Can you imagine how desperate or sad or kind of messed up that has to be that your last or closest thing to family is one an inanimate object? And then that of, you know, an old friend, I don't know. I'm like... Man, I don't know. I don't know because I'm I'm a bit of an introvert, so I can, I'm fine with my alone time with it just being me. But like, if there was no one else, and I'm 50 years in the future, and I'm still in my late 20s, early 30s, and I'm just like living, I'm like, God, you ain't got no family. <laughs> so I, I I get him on that end, 
And I like the sound. I was like, man, you got to do the work. You can't keep relying on this pity party of my friend gone. I was brainwashed for 60 years. Oh, what was me? You can't do that. And his misguided attempts at like trying to justify the ends, the means with the ends, ends with the means, ends with the means, uh, got you where you can't step foot in Wakanda. Ayo told him, hey, you best stay away from Wakanda for a while. Stay low, White Wolf. So it's like, yeah, put in the work. If nothing else, we this has to, of course, be setting up for the last episode for uh, Bucky to go and talk to Yuri and be like, hey, I killed your son. I'm sorry. I want to see that conversation. And I'm hoping like, hell, Yuri doesn't say, oh, that's okay. Me and you are friends now, so it's okay that you murdered my son. I don't want that. I hope that doesn't happen, man. I hope it don't. Uh, but then Bucky goes off into the sunset. So Sam, Sam now has the shield. Uh, I think that we had v Valentina Allegra de Fontera mention to John that the shield doesn't belong to the U.S. It doesn't belong to the government so that we could get this end scene with Sam and the shield. Um, so it's not like, well, what he doing with the shield is blah, 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 whatever. This man does parkour. He does bell rolls. He does a lot of shit. So the MCU is pretty good with like effects, with cinematography, with casting. They fucked up with this one. So everything he did was good. He looked good doing it, the running, the little montage of like, oh, this is me practicing with the shield. His stunt double, though, now you look at Anthony Mackie, the way his head is shaped and his haircut. You know Anthony Mackie when you see him. This man they had as his stunt double, probably is a little bit taller, I would imagine, but his his head shape and his haircut are similar enough where if you have Anthony jumping off a building, doing some cartwheels, throwing a shield, doing like that's fine. But there were scenes where Anthony was running head on into the camera and he would do a flip, <laughs> and it would substitute the stunt double, which, okay, cool, but why not show him from the back? Like, I see this man's face. This is not Anthony Mackie, and it wasn't like a quick cut here and there. It was like they linger for a minute. I'm like, that's a that's another person. <laughs> that is not – that's not Sam. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Um but they did a really good job. Like, I mean, of course, it didn't pull me out too much, but I'm like, man, y'all the MCU. You've done all this stuff. You've had a, a certain level uh, of quality all this time, and now all of a sudden you just switch him out. With, and honestly, and this ain't even being funny. I wonder how many white people caught that. Like, <laughs> not to say all black people look alike, but like, did y'all catch that? That that was a different man? <laughs> I don't know. So he does all this practicing with the shield, wrapped up a bunch of trees around the house with um, like tarp or something. It was a really good scene a good montage scene i like him throwing the shield i wonder um i wonder how that process looks or looks like to, like is the shield all cgi um is it foam <laughs> i want to see this so i hope that they do some type of behind the scenes or the making of uh falcon and winter soldier like they did with wandavision because i'd like to see um what goes into that throwing the shield bouncing back all these cartwheels and shit so then we get to the end, and this is where I have my issue with the, the most issue with the show. 
So Carly already talked to the Flag Smashers. They pissed off that all of their people who were supporters have been rounded up. This GRC patch patchwork bill or whatever is being voted on, and it's pretty much sending these people back to their country of origin. Marvel has established what the Flag Smashers' uh, ideals are, what are they uh, trying to get accomplished, their issue with the status quo now that um, all these people have come back after five years. I think they painted themselves into a corner. You can't, like, you should have made their argument a little bit more flawed in the beginning because now, even though we're ramping up with the violence, like, you're making them be more violent to make them be criminals so that the heroes can be the good guys. Sure, whatever, I get that. But what about it? T- you tell me as a listener, as a viewer, as someone who consumes this show. What about the Flag Smashers mission is inherently bad? What about what in the line of thinking that they have outside of the violence? We'll get to that in a second. But at the core of wanting to give aid and shelter and medicine and food and resources to people who were displaced because of everyone coming back, what about that is bad? What about that is bad? Especially when you, the show Marvel has shown, there are big houses and warehouses and and buildings just full of this stuff sitting there. Six months worth of resources just sitting there going to no one. What about that is bad? Wanting to make sure that the people who were here for five years figuring shit out, now that everybody is back, they're displaced, which even that's kind of weird because if I had a house for five years and my wife and kids disappeared, but I still have the house and they come back, like, what? I don't know, whatever. They already lost me. But what about the Flag Smashers is really that bad? Uh, And now that you've established them, I guess they thought making them take this serum and like beat up on the good guys was enough to get us to be upset. But to me, I'm still Team Flag Smasher. So they do this thing where now Carly had to blow up a building. So you can see, oh, see, she's not that good. Okay, but whatever. That seemed weird. Now she's like, okay, we're into the next phase of the plan where she just kind of like uh, I think it was episode one or two where they had that little flash mob of people while they stole money from the bank. Um, she texts some folks and now everybody in the park at Central Park is like activated. They're like, okay, we we with you. You know, we we stand up all walks of life, Asian, black, white, Hispanic, Latin, all that. They stand up and they walk over to her. Cool. Again, what about what they're doing is bad? I get the violence and exploding and blowing up stuff, but like they were doing fine getting work done without having to do that. They didn't do that until the show decided, oh, we really want to drive home that they're villains. So let's blow up stuff. Again, what I don't, there's no way to make Carly the bad guy here. Like, yes, the stuff she did with Sam and threatening his sister, that's we get that that's not good. But looking at everything overall, how is how are they the bad people? You haven't even addressed like, oh, them taking these resources are away from people who are ill, who came back, who they were set aside for. When she mentioned to that soldier, you have six months worth of resources here that y'all not doing nothing with. All he said was filthy slag smashers. There was no, you know, this is for, you know, people who came back who are sick or, you know, there's a new disease popping up because of the influx of people. Like there was no. Nothing to make it seem like, okay, well, damn, maybe she is wrong because if this is for other folks and these people sick, what about, you know, I just, I feel like they're just failing and they're relying on 
Sam and Bucky being the good guys we've watched for the last few years to be like, oh, Carly's bad. No, Carly's not bad. I'm all for her, her mission and her movement. Now, we're going to see what she do in episode six because <laughs> she might try to blow up the world. But we end with uh, some type of like UN conversation in some big giant boardroom and they're talking and then we say one world. What is it? One world, one some some little saying that feels like it's the new hell Hydra. Um, we might position the Flag Smashers to be the new villains as well. I don't know. Either way, I'm on their side. So that's that, man. I don't know. This was a good episode. Um, not without its flaws. It is for episode five. It felt it felt good because knowing that we have another one coming, I don't know what happens after this. Like I know we get Loki and other series and whatnot, but if we're looking at the timeline and chronologically within the MCU, I'm not sure what happens next. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what happens next. So I don't even have any predictions for the last episode outside of Bucky talking to Yuri about how he killed his son and seeing how that goes. Um, if y'all got any predictions, let me know. Uh, let's see. We got Shogun checking in one last episode. Yes. One more. We on episode five, six is coming up soon. Ha! <sighs> I don't know, man. I don't know what, what, I don't know what's coming up next. Uh, let's see. Shogun says Captain America isn't the problem. America was. The world was not ready for a black Captain America. The world had to progress to the point where we are today, and that's what they're telling us. I can see that, and I agree with that. I don't think that they're ready still, but I think that makes the whatever it is the Wakandans left for Falcon even more important. Because I'm thinking it can't just be another set of wings. It has to be maybe his own Captain America suit, maybe his own shield. I don't know what they left for him, but I'm sure we're going to see it in episode six. Um, yeah, like Isaiah said, man, I could be the next what? The next blonde hair, blue eyed white man. Like they weren't ready for me. And if you let folks know that I'm alive, you think that they're going to let me live? Out of all the stuff I've seen, all the stuff I know, all the stuff they did to me, you think they're going to let me live. So, yeah, I think they, they being America, just wasn't ready and still ain't ready. Um, I do like that about this show is that with WandaVision, we had all of our theories and ideas and fan theories and Mephisto and this and that. But with this one, it's like it's a little bit more grounded in reality and it could go anywhere. I don't believe I was on uh, the John Effect podcast. We have a, a, a segment. Check that out next Tuesday. Um, we were on there. And we were discussing some of Falcon and Winter Soldier. And I said, I honestly do not know how this is going to end because we're not dealing with a movie, because we're not dealing with a solid. This is just one season. We could get another season of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, we're not dealing with this is just the, the last thing. There may be a lot of things that are not wrapped up that may just continue on into the next series, the next phase, or whatever. Maybe we don't get U.S. Asian until like two or three more movies from now. Maybe we don't find out that Sharon is the power broker. Maybe she is. Maybe she works for him. Maybe uh, Zemo and the Wakandas. Do we get him in Black Panther 2? Um, yes, I think we're going to get Yuri, the conversation with Yuri about killing his son. But what comes from that? You know, could that spill over? Is that going to be a um, storyline that just ends and is wrapped up nicely? So 
I don't know. Let me know what y'all think. You know, what's your thoughts on this episode, the season so far? Do you think that episode six, like if you don't like the series, do you think episode six will bring you back? If you do like the series, do you think that episode six is going to tie up everything? Just give me your thoughts. Let me know how you feel. Um, use the hashtag FWPod when you're tweeting about the show or any social media. And uh, yeah, man, this has been episode five. Truth. Truth. Truth hurts. Addictive. I have been your host, Carefree Black Nerd, Carefree Blurred on Twitter. Um, email me, carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com if you want to get a bit more lengthy of conversation or whatnot. And uh, hop in the DMs. I'm always you know, happy to talk to folks. And uh, until next time, man, stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky, stay, I don't know, stay in your place, know your worth, and don't be trying to out these decades-old black super soldiers just because you and your feelings that your white BFF got all this preferential treatment while this man was locked up in jail for 30 years. So that's it. All right, y'all.